Hey, everybody. Welcome to Take Off with John Clark, presented by NJM Insurance. And you've heard of Tampa Tom, Tom Brady, right? Well, we've got Tampa Tom joining us right now. Our own Tom McCarthy. Of course, you know him as the Phillies play-by-play man, but he is the busiest man in sports. Tom, tell us what you're doing this week, Tampa Bay to Tampa Bay and cities in between. Yeah, so uh, I appreciate having me on, John. I, I was in Tampa for the matchup against the Carolina Panthers, which I did on CBS. And then I had immediately, because I already had a game schedule, basketball game schedule, I had to fly to Dayton after that. Uh, wound up doing Dayton St. Louis basketball game. And uh, now, you know, after that's over, I get ready for the uh, the Bucks and the Eagles. Uh, Westwood One has paired me and Jaws together. So we got to somehow find a little bit of a, a balance in talking about both teams. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Yeah, you got to find that balance when you had Tony Romo, the former Cowboy, as your <laughs> broadcast partner for the Bucks game. And now you got Ron Jaworski, of course, former Eagles quarterback. I like this. Yeah, yeah. Tony was great. Um, you know, he uh, he was his vision of the game, you know, I think it's kind of like Jaws. I mean, they they just see so much stuff, which is cool. Yeah, I've been really lucky with my partners over the years for football. You know, people always ask me, you know, is it hard switching partners back and forth? I said, well, no. I said, I like all the different personalities that that I have. Even this year, I had Aaron Taylor for one CBS game. I had Tiki Barber, who's my normal partner. Uh, And then obviously I had had Tony and – you know, and now I got a chance to work with Jaws on radio and I've gotten Mike Golick this year, who's been, who was great. I never, we had never met before, uh, but that was a kind of a cool Philly connection there too. But nobody's as wild as John Cruck, right? No, <laughs> nobody is as wild as John Cruck used to be. John <laughs> Cruck now is a little bit more subdued than he used to be, but nobody's as wild as he used to be. <laughs> Still funny. All right, so Tom, we, we need some good in-depth uh, uh, analysis here of Tampa Bay, and I think one of the great things about this playoff game for the Eagles is it's such a great storyline that they're a completely different team now. When you go and you look back at that first loss to Tampa Bay three months ago, Miles Sanders was the only running back who got a carry in the first half in that game. He yeah. only had one carry. They had nine carries for the running backs for the entire game, and then after that, the coaches did the self-scouting, and they said, you know what? We have to commit to the run. So how different do you think this Birds team is? Well, I think it's really different, John. And I think that's one of the keys to the season, as everybody knows, is that they decided to switch. You know, they decided to to realize, listen, we can't win this game in the air. I mean, they, you just can't. Not only that game, but just games in general. They needed to be able to run the football. I think that's going to be important this week, too. Uh, because if you if you look at Tampa from a defensive standpoint, they have one of the best defense coordinators, I think, uh, in the game right now in Todd Bowles. Um, and he's, his schemes are really good. I think that they have to be able to get outside with their run game. Because if you go inside, you've got Indomitian Sue and you got Vita Vea. I mean, those are two wide bodies that are just stuck right in the middle of the defensive line. You get outside. Now, you still have Jason Pierre-Paul, who will be back. And you, and you still have uh, Shaq Barrett, who will be back. Uh, I don't know if Levante David will be back in the middle for for Tampa, but you got to get outside. But I also think you need little short passes too. 
And that to me is a key, whether it's to the backs, whether you get Goddard involved, I think that's a key also offensively. Tom, you are so good at your job. That's exactly what I was going to ask you about next. And Bruce Arians actually let it out there in his press conference this week saying, you know, we've been hit in the running game for the last couple of weeks and, yeah. and they're hitting us outside. So he kind of put it out there. And Tom, it's interesting because the first five games or so, they were the number one run defense in the NFL, but I'm looking over their last, let's say eight or nine games. They gave up a buck 50 to the Jets, close to six yards of carry, 173 to the Bills, the Falcons, the Colts ran on them, the Saints, the Bears, even the Eagles had 100 yards, Panthers over 100 yards. This team, to me, is not as good against the run as we saw them earlier in the year. Do you see that? Well, I, I do, John, but I also want a little caveat, a little caveat is that they will get those two guys back on the end. You know, now Barrett has been back. I mean, he wasn't there last week, but he's been with them. Pierre Paul, I mean, those are two big pieces that they're going to get back on the end to be those edge guys. And I think that's a big deal. But I will say, I mean, look at some of the quarterback numbers. Josh Allen had over 100 yards against them. You know, Jalen Hurts is conceivably, if you think about it, better than Josh is as a runner, as a running quarterback. Josh is so big, he can do so many things. So I do think that you can exploit them. Um, and I think that's kind of a key, too, is to, to kind of keep Tom Brady off the, the field. I mean, that's what the Panthers did in the first quarter on Sunday. Uh, but then he kind of adjusted, and so did the Buccaneers. He's better at adjustments than anybody else I've seen. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think if you can do it, that's the game plan. You, you have to run the football. You have to run the football. And, Tom, in that first game against Tampa Bay, Eagles were missing – Lane Johnson. So you had Jordan Mailata filling in at right tackle, and he wasn't exactly 100% healthy. And you had no Dallas Goddard. He was out with COVID, right. and that was Zach Ertz's last game. So they've really found themselves since, since then. Do you think the Eagles are pretty pumped that they get a second shot with, you know, the team that they have now against the Bucs? I, I, yeah, I would think so, John. I, and I also think that that's gotten the, the radar and the attention of the Bucs. Now, they will anyway. Tom Brady, I know, still thinks about the Super Bowl. Um, still thinks about it. And he mentioned this on his podcast on Monday night on Sirius XM, still thinks about his drop in that Super Bowl, the fingertip drop. He said he's reminded of it all the time by Eagles fans. Uh, but I think that the fact that as long as Hurts, and I think his ankle's fine. I mean, he didn't play because they didn't want to jeopardize anything against the Cowboys. Uh, I think that having the pieces together, but also the understanding of who they are, is way more important for this Eagles team than even the Buccaneers are going into this game. It's fascinating because I called our uh, sports information company that we deal with at NBC Sports Philadelphia, Sports Radar, and I yep. just had a hunch about Brady and Hurts. You know, this is going to be 46 playoff games for Tom Brady, first one ever for Jalen Hurts. And they said in the history of NFL playoffs, this is the widest disparity of playoff <laughs> experience and also age, Tom Brady, 44, and Jalen Hurts, 23. What kind of experience do you think this is going to be for Jalen Hurts? I think anytime you play a postseason game, uh, it, it adds to adds to your experience. You know, Jalen's played a lot of really big football games on the collegiate level, so he understands, you know, what that's like. This is a totally different animal, I think, when you're playing it on, you know, the NFL stage. Um, but I think that whatever happens this weekend for the Eagles, and I think the Buccaneers are going to win the game, but whatever happens – can only add, if Jalen is the guy moving forward for the years to come, can only add to his success level because he'll understand. I mean, the speed of the game is the speed of the game, but there's a lot that goes into the, the quick preparation, the turnaround of this postseason game. You're going into Tampa where the Buccaneers are really good. They're really good at home. 
So I think this can only help him. And, you know, I think we've kind of figured out who Jalen is. I mean, he's pretty chill. You know, like he's nothing really phases him. Um, you can have people falling on top of him and, you know, uh, and, and things like that happen, and he'll just go on with it. So I think this is a good thing for him. Now, you, you got your Tampa trips and in the middle sandwiched in, you're doing college basketball. I mean, how do you pack for this this long excursion here? You got to pack for warm Great weather question. and freezing. Great question. Great question. Um, in, in fact, the shirt that I, I'm wearing for this is the same shirt that I wore for the football game on Sunday because somehow I forgot to pack a second dress shirt. I packed three ties, but only one shirt. Fortunately, I packed several purple ties, so it matches the shirt. So I had to get this cleaned yesterday in order to wear it tonight. Um, a lot of T-shirts, because I because I wear pullovers a lot. Um, so there's a lot of T-shirts that have been in my travel bag. Although I will say, when I got back to Philadelphia on Monday, because I had to lay over there before I went to Dayton, my carry-on bag, which I've had forever, they wouldn't let me bring it on as a carry-on. I had to check it. And I said to the, the lady who was so nice at the airport, I said, I've never had this happen before. She goes, well, can you take some stuff out? And I was like, no, it's all dirty laundry, quite honestly. So I can't really take much of it out. Um, but yeah, so you just try to, you try to pack one pair of jeans, one pair of workout clothes. Well, two, because you need T-shirts. And, uh, you know, a pair of sweatpants and you get ready to roll. Plus, I have two CBS Blazers. There's a different color for football and basketball. So I had to stop at my car and pick up the other one when I got back to Philadelphia on Monday. Life on the road with Tom McCarthy. This is pretty yeah. fascinating. Some insurance companies use jingles and mascots, but not NJM. When you're up front with your customers, you don't need gimmicks. NJM, no jingles or mascots, just great insurance. Get a quote today at njm.com. Uh, how about Tom Brady and Bruce Arians? Because when you do the broadcast, you filled in for Jim Nance and you did a great job. Uh, you get to sit down with them, right? Were yeah, you able to do that? What did you learn from them about where they are in their careers uh, at this point going into this playoff game? You know, Bruce and I have known each other uh, on and off. I mean, we've gotten a chance to know each other over the years, so it was kind of cool to reconnect with him. Uh, he's He is what you all remember him to be. I mean, you've talked to him, John. I mean, he's 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 cool to talk to. Um, you know, he had a lot of stuff going on. We had to talk to him about the Antonio Brown situation, which, you know, he was kind of tired of not us asking that, but just talking about that. Uh, but he's good. I mean, he gives you a lot of stuff. And, and it's kind of, you know, just being with a normal dude um, when you're having these conversations. He's very open, which is kind of cool. Uh, Tom, I had only talked to Tom Brady one other time. Uh, it was years ago. Uh, so this is the first time in a while. But he's he's pretty good when, when you get get him in these conversations. I mean, he's pretty smart there's no doubt about that and he's pretty understanding of what he needs to do and let you in on a lot of that too he's I mean there's some guardedness to him as well but he's tremendous to talk to he really is I mean he's just smart and understanding the game and if you if you open your ears a little bit you learn a lot by just the way he deals with different things so uh, I really enjoyed it I, I thought it was really helpful for the telecast too now, this coming weekend, you're going to be doing the game with Jaws. So when yeah. they find out you're a Philadelphia Phillies play-by-play -play announcer, you reside in the Philadelphia area. Did they bust your stones a little bit about that? Well, I mean, you can't help with social media nowadays to, to hear, hear the, that different, those different comments. Uh, the good news is, is that Tampa is so close to Clearwater that there's sort of that marriage between the Phillies and, the, and that area. So that's kind of a good thing. So, And there's a lot of Philadelphia fans that are down there that I, I think that 
you're going to be pleasantly surprised with the number of Phillies fans that Philly Philadelphia fans that are going to be at the game. Yeah, we went to go book our flights, and as I was booking my flight, uh, literally like the last couple seats were taken on some of these. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with you. I'm How actually about- I'm actually leaving from Newark because it was so much easier and less expensive for me to leave from there and get back on Sunday night. There's no real flights coming back on Sunday nights. And you have to be back Sunday night. You got something else going on? I just want to get home. Oh, I got you. <laughs> yeah. I, I, although it would be great to stay in the warm weather for another day. No. And, and uh, we're looking forward to that, by the way. Um, about Tom Brady, that first game, Tom Brady was getting that ball out quicker than Fast anybody. Up. Yeah. Like what? It's almost like two seconds, boom, out. So Fast the Eagles, the yeah. And, and the Eagles in that first game, that was early going with Jonathan Gannon getting used to his players. And they were playing that passive defense. They had, you know, two deep safeties a lot of times. They did blitz Brady 20 to 25% of the game, but it didn't matter what they did. They mostly played zone, a little bit of man, but every single thing that they did, Tom Brady was still beating them. What do you think the game plan is for Jonathan Gannon? Because yeah. Brady's going to want to get that ball out quick. What do you think they can do this time? You know, uh, my, my thought on, on this, John, is, uh, and just from listening to Tony talk this weekend, but also watching the, the New Orleans Saints games, you got to play man-to-man in a lot of ways, and then you just have to try to disrupt them as much as you can. Now, you're right. He's the fastest in getting rid of the football. That's because his offensive line is so good. You know, I, I think back to the Phillies years where we were so successful as a team, our starting rotation, the starting five, barely missed a game. Yeah. So his starting offensive line, he's had one guy miss one game. That's it. Everybody else has played the whole year. One guy, one game. Now, they've been banged up, but they've played. So that, to me, is the key. If you can try to disrupt him a little bit, um, and again, it's I'm really I'm scraping right here, but try to disrupt him. I think you got to play man-to-man coverage in the secondary because you got to have everybody up that can, can try to disrupt him and disrupt him. They'll get Fournette back. That's going to help them, too, I think. And, you know, it's interesting. You, you raise a very good point about that because – when they were playing back a little bit in that first game and really the first half of the season, again, what do you got? They'll just pick you apart. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so now a little more confident playing more man and slay loves playing the man. He also loves to get up there and challenge the receivers. Okay. They don't have Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin now, but Gronk did not play in that first game. Right. So who the heck is going to defend Gronk? Cause if you're able to get that ball out real quick to Gronk, that's a tough, ask for the defense linebackers and safeties of the Eagles yeah he is playing at as high a level as we have seen so his reception total yardage wise the other day I think it was the highest total he's had since like 2014 or something like that now I know they were trying to get him some incentives but he's just a different cat he does need to be to be looked at um, and they do have to find somebody that can cover him and cover him effectively. They, they are depleted in the in the receiving core. You know, with Brown out, with Godwin out with the, the knee injury and the subsequent surgery. Um, and Grayson is a pretty big, pretty important piece too. He, he had the hamstring injury on Sunday. Whether he goes or not, I think a lot of people are still wondering. So that's why you saw Scotty Miller at the end of the game. But yeah, Gronk's, Gronk's a load. I mean, he Gronk and Bray, those two tight ends, they had four, four tight ends active the other day. They used basically two of them. Those are big, those are important pieces because if he's in trouble, he's just going to find Gronk and let Gronk just roll. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... 
or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Totally agree. So we saw the Eagles the last couple games, Josh Sweat really coming on. Uh, How big a role can he play with that Eagles defensive line just trying to get that pressure? Because you said it, the Bucs really are one of the top two offensive lines in football. Yeah, really good. And and I think that Josh Sweat and whoever else they can have get active is going to be extremely important for this team. Again, he's been sacked, I think it's 22 times. That's nothing. Think about Sam Darnold was sacked over and the Panthers over 50 times. Yeah. 22 times in an 18 game season. They have had, I think it's seven or 11 games with no sacks. No sacks. I mean, it's, but you got to get to them. You got to try to get to them. I mean, when you're 44 years old, you don't want to be, uh, you don't want people hitting you. <laughs> I, 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 you know, it's funny. It, it is remarkable to think I'm 53. <laughs> we looked, I mean, it's just remarkable to think that he's doing his, those things at 44. He has 83 touchdown passes in his forties. Yeah. I, I, that's amazing. And, and Tom, for, for us living in Philadelphia, it is astonishing to think back that Brady played against the Eagles in 2005 right. in the right. Super Bowl. You yep. look at some of those guys and you run into them and you're like, well, they've been out of the game for a, a while now. And, and here's Tom again facing the Eagles. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, Tiki Barber and I were talking about that. And Tiki, all of a sudden, it started the clock in his head. He goes, I can't remember how old Tiki is. He said, I'm 49. I've been out of the game for like 12 years. And he's 44. It's remarkable. I, you, I don't think we'll ever see this again. I mean, we always say that. We're never going to see this. I don't think we're ever going to see this again. I don't think anybody can figure out how to take care of their body the way he does. Well, Tom is trying to get that TB12 program out there. He's trying to, you know, make money off that. So maybe some of, so some, of the kids are, yeah, some of the kids will follow that. Uh, you know, it's interesting, Tom, because a lot of people say the Eagles are 0-6 against playoff teams this year. They haven't beaten a team that's going to be in the playoffs. They did beat the Saints. Now the Saints were missing their quarterbacks. They had some issues going on, but I looked at Tampa Bay's strength of schedule. Tampa Bay's schedule, strength of schedule, is the second softest in the NFL. The Eagles are third. The Eagles are third. So common opponents, Eagles and Tampa Bay have the same record against their common opponents, both seven and three. So do you think there's a huge difference on the level of competition that they have faced this year? No, I don't think there's a huge huge difference in level of competition. I, I really don't. I, I I do think you have to look at where teams were when they faced them. That's, a, I think, a huge key from my standpoint is to see where they were uh, when they faced them. Uh, but I don't think the – no, I don't think there's the level of competition is, is different. I think the biggest thing is, you know, the key the key positions that the, the Buccaneers have, quarterback, tight end, running back, there's some season there for the Buccaneers. And that's hard to overcome sometimes. It really is. It's hard to overcome sometimes. Well, doing the game uh, with Bucks Panthers to end the season, 41 to 17, I believe it was, right? Yeah. Uh, how have you seen the Bucks and talking to Bruce Arians and Tom Brady adjust? And now they know they're without Godwin and Antonio mm-hmm. Brown. 
Well, I, I think you saw it, John, from the second quarter on in that game, if anybody watched it. So they're held scoreless in the first quarter. It's, I think, the, the lowest first quarter total Tom Brady's ever had. But as Tony pointed out, he only had the ball once or twice. Then they figured some things out. Gronk, Gronk, Gronk. Like, they figured that stuff out. They, they are depleted at receiver. There's no doubt about that. But they've kind of understood how they can get back. I think having um, Leonard Fournette back is huge. I think um, Vaughn in the backfield showed some things. He's good. He can catch balls out of the backfield. Um, I think you'll see them adjust. Their adjustment is Gronk and Cameron Brait at the tight end position, get the ball to them more, but also probably get Leonard Fournette involved more or Le'Veon Bell, who they really like as a pass receiver. That's the thing that I'm impressed with is just how well they adjust to things. They just figure, he figures things out. He just figures things out. Now, will you be able to meet with Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts doing radio, or is that only the TV no, guys? That's only the TV guys. We, um, you know, we we just get stuff that let's say if you interview them or if other we get transcripts and stuff like that. So that's what we get. So, what do you what do you think of the job that Nick Sirianni has done, winning seven of nine until he rested his starters against the Cowboys? And it seems like this team really believed and bought into his message. I think the biggest thing I take out of this year, John, is that sometimes if you are a young coach, you are so vain that you won't change what you think is the proper thing to do. And he did change. He changed the way this team went after games. And I think that's a huge credit to him. Whoever he learned from hopefully whispered that to him because there's a lot of coaches that won't do that. They just won't. Their game plan is X, and they're going to stay with it for the whole year. And I don't know if he sensed that he was losing things a little bit or what. I haven't talked to him. But the fact that he adjusted um, and really did it in a lot of ways without Miles Sanders being what we expect him to be, um, I think that's pretty impressive for a young coach. I don't know what kind of coach he's going to be moving forward. Uh, I think the draft is going to dictate a lot of that. And uh, But I think he's—I think it's pretty impressive that he's adjusted the way he's adjusted. Tom, I agree with you, and it's interesting because I had people tell me, well, how come he didn't run the ball like this from the get-go? And I said, well, why is he getting a job? He's not getting a job for his uh, running packages or or to run the ball. These guys are being hired because of their acumen in the passing game and their creativity and their innovation in the passing game. So he's hired by the Eagles who want somebody who can can have a great, you know, a great repertoire of, of, Mm -hmm. you know, the passing game. And and so – that's what he's going to do. He's going to come in and he's going to try to throw the ball because that's the way analytics say you win in the NFL. But I agree with you. Um, I think they all said, all right, that's just not working. We're putting too much on Jalen Hurts. And that was that was one of the biggest shifts in philosophy that I've ever yep. seen a team do mid, mid-season. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And even trading Zach Hurts. I mean, that's a huge shift there. Um, would you like to have him back again at this point? Yeah, probably. Um, but I think the evolution of Devontae Smith has been big too. But I, I think that's huge that he was able to adjust. Because, listen, I don't know if I would have adjusted if I were him. I, I may have sat there and said, no, we're going to do things the way I want to do it. Um, but I agree with you. I think the analytics say you need to throw the ball to be effective. And maybe down the road they do. But at least for this year's formula, that hasn't been totally the case. All right. So what do you see happening Sunday in Tampa Bay? What are you thinking is going to happen on that field? Yeah, I, I, I don't think that anybody's going to be able to overcome Tampa until they face the Packers, honestly, John. I mean, I, I think it's going to be a closer game than people think. Um, 
but I just think that Tampa has too many weapons and too much seasoning. Uh, and I think the Eagles' time will come down the road. I just don't think their time is 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 now. I don't think there's anything wrong with that because I think they've proven a lot of people wrong by getting into the postseason. It's not like, hey, we just feel good that we're here. I think they're going to be really competitive. But I just think Tampa's got too many weapons. Now, are you going on for the rest of the playoffs? Are you doing other games? I don't know yet. Uh, right now, I would say no uh, because of the way the schedule falls. Westwood One has, you know, their has the main guys that do games, whether it be Ryan Ratke or Kevin Kugler or Ian Eagle or Kevin Harlan. And I think that the way the schedule breaks, they will be able to do the rest of the games. Uh, but I am free that weekend, and it was designed that way in case they did need me. Uh, so we'll see. Hopefully I get a chance to do one more. But if not, I've had a good year. You have. You, you are the hardest working man I know. You are all <laughs> over the place. It's been fun. You know, I, it, it, I always tell people that I've, I've actually have pulled back my schedule over the years. And I have. But – I've been fortunate enough that with CBS, I've been able to get more basketball and football games, and that has really kept me rolling, and, and I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed the opportunity to, to be able to do these games um, and just prepare for them and, and stay busy. I love staying busy. You know, I'm not, I'm not good at sitting, John. I'm not good at sitting and watching TV or doing things. I need to keep myself going. Otherwise, uh, I, I probably would be 300 pounds again if I was just sitting there watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I agree with you. Anyway, that. But I, I, I'm the same way. I feel we're sharks. We're always moving. Just got to keep moving. Got to keep my mind moving. Otherwise, I am bored out of my My dogs are really tired of uh, seeing me because my kids are all at school. My wife is teaching. And I'm walking around the house. They're like, oh, this guy again. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, we hope we're able to see you uh, come late March. Yes. Uh, that's what we're hoping. Everybody um, is. Yeah. Before I let you go, um, when, when you're working with Tony Romo and, and you said he does such a great job of diagnosing things and, and can sense things, does mm -hmm. he ever nudge you or was he ever like pointing something out in the break? Like I see this coming or like how yeah, much is he at Nostradamus? Yeah. So it, it's a lot of it. Well, so when you hear him, like if I just let it sit, let's say there were a couple of times in the second half where I just let it sit. You can hear Tom Brady or Sam Darnold calling out the play. There is nothing except for him hearing the play, hearing the formation, and then he'll say, oh, this is going to be a run play, or this is going to be a pass to the right, like a screen pass. So there's something we'll talk during breaks about certain things, but not about particular plays. He'll just go with it. it it's impressive. I mean, I guess, I guess everybody has that ability, but he's just quick. You know, he's quick with it. Um, and he knows what to say at the right time when it comes to it, too. Luckily, he wasn't as quick against the Eagles in some of those games. <laughs> he was playing. We, didn't, we didn't talk about that. That we didn't really talk about that at all. It was actually kind of funny. I, I, I was, I was debating on whether I would talk to him about, you know, just being in Philadelphia. I know he has an unbelievable amount of respect for, um, well, for the city, but also for the the Eagles and the way they play too. Yeah. Well, I, I just remember that forty-four to six game where the Cowboys came in here with a chance to win and get in the yeah. playoffs, same as the Eagles. And, and, and I've never seen a team collapse like that. Yeah. I'm sure that he remembers it also. He, his memory, he was, John, he was thinking about plays, just plays and specifics. You know, there was a play where the shovel pass to the tight end. He said, I've only got a touchdown once in my career with that. And he knew exactly when it was and what it was. Some guys like that, I mean, I, I'm, I marvel at that, like that they can just remember stuff like crux that way.
Kruk has this unbelievable recall of things that he'll say stuff and up and he'll, and he'll say, right. And I'm like, I don't know. You're usually right. So yeah, it's right. And I'll go back and look at it and he'll be right. So, so he can remember certain games like uh, the pitch count and, and what he did. Unbelievable. Yeah. I couldn't remember my second dress shirt for this trip. And he can remember <laughs> those things. Well, you're not wearing the same dress shirt this coming Sunday that you wore Sunday and then earlier this week, right? The one you're wearing now? I might. I like the color, actually. It's not that it bad. I, I will not be wearing a tie, though. It's radio. I will, be, I will be dressed as Florida relaxed as I possibly can, aside from wearing shorts. Go uh, go the old Andy Reid, Tommy Bahamas. There is a really good chance that I'm going to go at Andy Reid, Tommy Bahama this weekend. Nice. <laughs> That well, I look, purchased in Clearwater a few years ago. So, how <laughs> about that? This is pretty amazing for you going back down to the Clearwater area, yeah. doing another game. Tampa, this is pretty cool. Tampa Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's got something. I think he's got that already, um, already, already marked down <laughs> a little bit. He's got everything trademarked. Well, we appreciate the time and thanks for, uh, for giving us some insights on this because you're studying up on Eagles Bucks. Once again, Westwood one. We can yes, hear you. Westwood one. Uh, here in Philadelphia, though. Um, Listen to Merrill. <laughs> wow. Some promo you just put together there. <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks a lot for your time, Tom. All right, John. Thanks, buddy.